Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. When the numbers get huge on both sides and you get small changes, in these huge numbers, they have this incredible effect on quarterly or yearly right. figures because it all comes lumped in, those adjustments come lumped in a short period of time. So I just think you have to accept the fact that insurance, banking, finance companies, we've seen all kinds of finance company, uh, both frauds and, and, and just big, big mistakes over time, uh, just one after another over the years. Uh, and it's just a more dangerous field to analyze. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, uh, very interesting. We're going to be hearing a question that Bill Ackman asked of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Uh, Bill Ackman is the legendary investor of the, um, oh, he shorted Herbalife and it went majorly against him. What is, hang on, give me two seconds. I'm going to Google it real quick. Uh, Bill Ackman Fund. Bill Ackman is the, uh, there was a, a, a movie on him. There it is. Pershing Square Capital Management. That's the one I was thinking. I'm sorry. There was a movie based on his uh, exploits called Betting on Zero. And yeah, according to this, uh, Ackman's horrible, terrible, no good, very bad billion dollar losing investment so interesting because this video we're about to watch is a uh, a question where bill ackman is, is asking warren buffett and charlie munger something so i have not seen this yet i'm watching it cold um so i'm gonna jump right into it thank you uh bill ackman from new york new york for the handful of AAA rated companies aig fannie mae freddie mac and mbia are under formal investigation for accounting shenanigans and are in the process of restating their financials. Like Charlie said before, I think of a AAA-rated company as an exemplar, a company that should behave in the, with the highest accounting and ethical standards. My questions this leads me to are, how can investors comfortably invest in any financial service company when even when a decent percentage of the AAA-rated companies have false and misleading financials? And I guess the follow-up question is, why don't the rating agencies do some independent due diligence uh, from an accounting standpoint so that they can help serve as a uh, watch on this issue. 
Mm, so clearly this is probably around the 2007, 8, 9 time frame. Um, and we're going to be talking about how to analyze financial statements, uh, which is not something I ever do. Um, but, you know, their type of fundamental uh, investment style, they do. So I'm curious to hear what they say. Well, financial companies are more difficult to analyze than uh, than many companies. I mean, the it is more, if you take the insurance business, you know, the biggest single element that is very difficult uh, to evaluate, even if you own the company, uh, is, is the uh, loss and loss adjustment expense reserve. And that has a huge impact on reported earnings of any given period. And the shorter the period, the more the impact can be from just small changes in assumptions. Uh, you know, we carry, we'll say, 45 billion of loss reserves. But, you know, if I had to bet my life on whether 45 billion turned out to be a little over, a little under, I mean, it's a, it'd be, a, it, I think, a long time. And uh, uh, you could just as easily have a figure of 45 and a half billion or 44 and a half billion. And if you were concerned about reporting given earnings in a given period, that would be an easy game to play. In a bank, you know, it, it basically is what, whether the loans are any good. And I've been on the boards of banks, and that's, you know, I've gotten surprises. It's tough to tell. All right. So uh, I have, uh, you know, worked in corporate finance for a long time, and I can tell you the way that financial institutions make money. Here it is. Are you ready? They take deposits, and they pay, let's say they pay five basis points to you. So every $100 you deposit, they'll give you a nickel. Big return, right? Uh, they take the deposits, and then they take those deposits, and then go out and make loans and their own investments. So they'll take the money that they are, um, you know, giving you a nickel for, and they'll go out and they'll earn, let's call it four or 5% on a car note. Let's call it three and a half, four percent 4% on a mortgage. Let's call it um, three, maybe 3% on their own investment. So they're taking your funds and making 100, 200, 300% on, uh, on your funds. But they're also taking the risk uh, financially that, you know, somebody won't pay back the car note. Somebody won't pay back their mortgage. Somebody, uh, the, the investment they're, they're making um, will, you know, for some reason default. Um, but they do have like very sophisticated financial models to go along with all of that. And for example, uh, like car loans, there's a, there's a very, very small uh, percentage of car, lo car loans that don't get paid. Um, so let's say out of a basket of 100 car loans that the credit that the institution has made, um, maybe two default, maybe three. And that's just part of uh, doing business. But, you know, they're making so much money on everything else in the meantime. So just a side note, as we're talking about financial. Uh, uh, it's companies. financial companies. If you're analyzing something like WD-40, you know, or C's Candy or um, our brick business or whatever, you know, they, they may have good or bad prospects. But you're not likely to be fooling yourself much about what's going on currently. But with financial institutions, it's much tougher. Then you get add throw in derivatives on top of it, and you know it's derivatives it's, probably meaning options. No one probably knows you know perfectly what some of the or, or even within the, a reasonable the range the, the exact condition of some of the biggest you know banks in the world. And but that brings you back to the due diligence question of the agencies. You, you had very high grade, very smart, financially smart people on the boards of both Freddie and Fannie, and yet, you know, one was five billion and one was apparently nine billion. Those are big numbers. And I don't think those people were negligent. And it's just, it's very, very tough to know precisely what's going on in a financial institution. Charlie and I were directors mm -hmm. of Solomon, and Charlie was on the audit committee. 
and I forget the size of a few of those things that that, that you found, but you know what that, that you found, but you know what 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 wasn't found, and that isn't that doesn't mean the people below are crooks or anything like that. It just means that it's it's very tough with thousands and thousands and thousands of complicated transactions, sometimes involving the computations involving multiple variables. It can be it can be very hard to figure out where things stand at any given moment. And of course, when the numbers get huge on both sides, and you get small changes in these huge numbers, they have this incredible effect on quarterly or yearly right. figures because it all comes lumped in. Those adjustments come lumped in a short period of time. So I just think you have to accept the fact that insurance, banking, finance companies, we've seen all kinds of finance company, uh, both frauds and, and, and just big, big mistakes over time, uh, just one after another over the years. Uh, and it's just a more dangerous field to analyze. It doesn't mean you can't make money on it. We've made a lot of money on it, but, but it's, it's difficult. Now, obviously, a GEICO, where you're insuring pretty much the same thing, auto drivers, and you get, your statistics are much more valid in something like that than they will be if you're, if you're taking something that, uh, like asbestos liability, uh, you're, you're subject to far greater errors in estimation. doesn't mean that people aren't operating in good faith, but, you know, I would take... Just take the asbestos estimates of the 20 largest insurance companies. I will bet you they're way off, but I don't know in which direction. And that's uh, that's sort of the nature of financial companies. I wouldn't. He's talking a lot about the actuarial tables that uh, the companies use. You know, we talked a minute ago about um, like on a basket of 100 loans, uh, three of them may default. Um, but you know, during this time, this uh, 2007-89 uh, financial crisis here. Uh, a lot of mortgages defaulted. Not that it's funny, but you know, when you're expecting two or three and 20 or 30 come through uh, or more, it's, it's a huge deal. And that's what he's uh, getting at there. And as far as the, uh, the insurance business goes, right? They have actuarial tables to adequately take on the risk of an insurance uh, contract, right? Um, for, you know, cars, because they have so much data. But not so much on asbestos, right? Uh, there may only be so many asbestos claims, but each one of those claims may be astronomically more expensive than one uh, car insurance claim. Fault the rating agencies in terms of not being able to, to dig into the, the uh, uh, financials and find things that, that uh, you know, all of the companies that you've talked about have had big name auditors and uh, our auditors at Berkshire, how many hours did they spend last year? You know, I don't know what it, what it would be, probably 60,000, 70,000 hours. Uh, and I'm sure another, you know, if you take major banks, they're spending more than that. But, you know, can they be certain of the numbers? I, I doubt it. Charlie? Yeah. Warren is obviously correct that where He's obviously got correct. He's Warren Buffett. Complexity, which by its very nature provides better opportunities to be mistaken and not have it come to notice or to be fraudulent and have it not be found out, you're going to get more fraud and mistakes than you are if you're selling a business where you shovel sand out of the river and sell it by the truckload. And just as a business that sells natural gas is going to have more explosions than a business that sells sand, a business like these major financial institutions, by its nature, is going to have way more problems. And that will always be true. And it's true when the financial institutions are owned by governments. In fact, some of the worst financial reporting in the world is done by governments and governments, uh, institutions like government banks in China, etc. So if you don't like the lack of perfect accounting in financial institutions, you're in the wrong world. Mm. Okay. Interesting choice of words from uh, Charlie Munger there. Uh, 
he's talking about the inherent risk that comes along with certain aspects of the banking world, right? For example, uh, you make an auto loan for five years. Uh, A percentage of those will prepay. So the average life of that might be around three years, maybe four years. But the average life of a a 30-year mortgage is going to be significantly more. Even if they pay faster, the average life of that mortgage is not going to be three years. And so inherently, the mortgage has higher risk because of the nature of the asset, right? The, the mortgage has a lot more that can go wrong over 30 years or 17 years or whatever the average life is versus uh, one car note where it could go wrong over the next two, three, four, five years. Um, so yeah, to, to Charlie Munger's point there, there there's, a, there's, a, there's inherent risk in these type of assets that is completely different than shoveling sand out of a river. Good example there. So, hey, I hope you found this useful. I know um, I love this series where we can learn from some of the most brilliant minds in the world uh, in our space. And uh, if you found it useful, smash that like button until it's just absolutely destroyed. That'd be awesome. And share it with somebody that you think could use this as well. And uh, be sure to subscribe. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. (laughs) And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions. 
and for evaluating their merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10minutesdoctrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.